All right, welcome to another, I don't know, you know, you know how it is. Um, this is a podcast. We we sit down, then we record ourselves talking, and then we put it onto the internet, and then you listen to it, but probably not. <laughs> um, either way, what we're going to do now is uh, Katana is going to read a portion of writing that she wrote earlier. Um, so yeah, go ahead and go ahead and try that on. Okay. You are a person meant for deep transformation, deep exploration, full death, possible rebirth, time and time again. Are you ready? Are you prepared for the pain, the confusion, the losses, the suffering, the loneliness, the fear? Can you handle darkness, not knowing? not seeing, not fitting in? Will you be able to keep your bearings in the bardo when the demons appear with their ugly faces, their many arms holding multiple weapons? What will you grab onto when everything you know falls away? Why this obsession with transformation when it's actually one of the most gruesome, most disorienting, most difficult experiences we can have? Why do people long for transformation Or why has it become an insta-spirituality buzzword? Can you even tell the difference between the same old repetitive cycles of self-created misery and an actual deep dive beneath the surface that could take you all the way? Can you outsmart your own ego when it knows all of your tricks, your weak points? Its expertise is self-sabotage. Its greatest desire to continue your misery so it can continue to survive within you, dominating your inner world and squashing any attempt you make to free yourself. Because once you are free, ego dies, and it does not want to die. It wants to survive and continue to be needed, to be in control, to remind you that you are separate, alone, not good enough, not loved. From that state, it can run things, and it will ruin any attempt you make at happiness. Is ego evil? Why does it exist? Where does it come from? How have we gotten so far removed from our natural state of love, and how do we get back? Why are humans so beset by this demon, and all other creatures are not? There is evil in the world, and it can poison us deeply, especially if we are exposed to it at a young age, or for for prolonged periods of time or through situations or people that are supposed to be loving. We confuse hurting with love and become increasingly susceptible to more hurt every time we look for love because we start looking in all the wrong places. Other people who have been poisoned by hate and evil begin to seem familiar to us because they are vibrating on a frequency we have felt before and we are drawn like moths to a flame to repeat our previous experiences of rejection, abandonment, abuse, and violence. We begin to believe that the only way we can be loved is if we can get this poisoned person to acknowledge us, to change, to give back to us what they have stolen. But we can't get our souls back from unloving people by convincing them to love us, and we can't get them back by just loving them with nothing given in return. We must close the gates to darkness completely and turn in a different direction. 
We must walk towards the light of love without stopping, without turning around, even if they try to haunt us with their cries or persuade us we are the evil ones for walking out of their dungeons. Once we are safely out of the gates, across the bridge, enter the boat, and arrive completely at the other shore, we can possibly send love back to those demons trapped in their caves. But we can never go back, and sadly, we can't really help them either, because as soon as they see whatever light we are carrying, they immediately pounce to try to steal it from us, to make it their own, to try to relieve their own miserable state of suffering. It just doesn't work that way, and they will never understand. Talking to a person possessed by evil is like trying to reason with a zombie. They may look like your loved one, but they will kill you and eat you without a second thought. The path of a love warrior requires this kind of ruthless compassion. For as long as you give over your light to the demons, they can continue to survive without facing their own self-created darkness. It is difficult for someone with a bodhisattva's heart to leave others behind, but the truth is that they must free themselves from their own darkness. No one else can do it for them. It is hard enough just to get ourselves out of the swamp of samsara, and we can't actually help anyone anyway until we have done that completely. If we are lucky enough to find a companion on the way out, it will make us stronger but we have to learn how to recognize a fellow love warrior and not be taken in by false appearances or words. Fierceness is also required and may be uncomfortable at times. Living with a fierce energy of love is also difficult in that it is not encouraged, understood, supported, or recognized by most people. But fierceness most definitely can be love and can cut through delusion much more quickly. This is Mars energy, and with Mars in Libra right now, it is particularly directed at relationships. Learning to distinguish between hostile anger and loving fierceness in ourselves can be challenging because both energies are intense, agitated, frustrated, impatient, and intolerant at times. This is also the work of the Aries North Node, bringing clarity, directness, and efficiency to our expanding to our expending of relationship energy. It is much easier and more comfortable to work with lighter, happier feelings than these more intense energies, but in order for real transformation to occur, we have to be able to handle them all. Fire is hot. Death is painful and scary. It is called darkness for a reason. The shadow Jung was referring to was not some surface-level difficulty passing over us like a dark cloud. It was a screaming, raging demon with blood pouring down its face, skulls strung around its neck, beings crushed underfoot, shooting flame in every direction. The shadow being should spark absolute terror in you and drive you to the edge of sanity, to the edge of all you have known, and then push you over into a dark abyss. When you are falling, you will know you have met your shadow. When you hit the ground, you will become aware you have died, and all you have ever known is back up at the top of the cliff. Down there, alone, you will be faced with a decision. Do you want to live, or do you prefer to stay dead? Living will require you to get up, 
climb back up the cliff, and arrive at the top prepared to fight with whatever weapons you can find. The demon will come running at you again as the same terrifying apparition. If you pull out your samurai sword, your katana, and slice its head off immediately, you will be reborn. And like your previous birth into human form, the first experience of the rebirth will be grief, crying your eyes out, screaming at the top of your lungs. But perhaps this time, you will be met by loving energy, held by loving arms, seen by loving eyes, and you can start again, together. This is transformation. This is Pluto's medicine, the path of the eighth house, the purpose of Mars Aries fierceness, the task of scorpionic insight. It is not pretty. It does not translate well into a 30 second clip. It does not look good in a photograph. The dark side is dark for a reason. If we could see all that was there, we would never choose to enter. Some of us have no choice but to be continually thrown over the edge of a cliff. If you are one of us, it behooves you to know how to handle what you'll find there, what tools will help you, who your true friends are, and how to recognize them. Only those who have been there can help you, and there are not many of us who survive. We are not who you think we are, but we are out there waiting for you. Hmm. Damn, that was beautiful. Are you out there? Are you waiting? Who are you? Are you real? Is there anyone? Is there anyone out there listening who is waiting? Who is real? Who is actually alive? Who has any sort of emotional anything in their life? Earlier today, we went to the orthodontist where we were greeted by a fancy boy. <laughs> And a psychotic woman <laughs> who was the fakest freak I've ever met. <laughs> and the fancy boy was one of the fanciest I've seen so far in life. An orthodontist, male, wearing tight-ass sweats <laughs> and fancy running shoes. He was very in shape looking. Yeah. He had very tightly fitting clothing. Yeah. But he was very, very fake and stupid and freaky. Mm. And had a very weird energy. Yeah. I wanted to not be around him. Would yeah. be the best spot to be. But uh, where where are they? Is there anyone on earth who's alive? Who is just a real regular person who's alive and truly themselves? Um, we're talking about transformation yeah. and, and Pluto energy and um, the darkness. Yeah. It's okay to be in dark in the dark. It's okay. Yeah. Why why is it bad? I mean, it's okay. It's okay to be in in darkness. And now that the sun is is going down, the sun's going down earlier than it used to. Mhm. It's getting darker. Yeah. Each day it's darker than it was. Yeah. My god. Yeah. How are we going to make it? We might have to go live in a life filled with darkness yeah what are we gonna do are are you gonna make it uh, am i are we i don't know 
Um, it seems like the current system and life and world that we live in is not accustomed to be able to handle how to live with darkness. Yeah. Like darkness is not acceptable for some reason. And I think that we should be able to be dark mm -hmm. and we should be able to, to have, have our dark times of our life not be hidden. Yeah. And if they are hidden, that's okay. But we should be able to expose them mm -hmm. to ourselves at least mm -hmm. or to, to at least one person that we love and turn that energy into something that is a transformation. Um, but it doesn't seem like that is what's going on out there. Um, where What happened to the dark, dark mm -hmm. souls out there, mm -hmm. the people with some depth in their life? There used to be some. Um, I, I remember when I was in the punk scene, there was all these freaks. I'd always meet these weirdos, uh, people with weird names. You know, someone was named uh, Sage, um, a guy, a guy named Nancy, um, <laughs> Fang, some guy named Fang. You know, oftentimes they had these crazy ass stories, and and they were like deep deep as hell they they were reading they have read french philosophers they uh this one guy had cuts all over his arms because he cut himself all the time he was like deeply hurting <laughs> hashtag deeply hurting um what what's going on what what happened where when did when did it um then when did the 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 deepness of life go away from the world and it got how did it get replaced or did it get replaced or 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 did the energy just go away or go within never to be seen again or or to come out as some other bullshit type energy of like complaining whining not real not real pain like what what's going on with the real pain i'm sure there's some real pain out there i mean there is pain for sure in yeah. this room yeah. We've both experienced actual legitimate pain. Yeah. My wife, my late wife died. What I was there in the room while she died, I watched her die. It was pretty painful. Yeah. You experienced 20 years of repeated um abandonment and psychological really uh, I can really only describe it as different types of torture. Yeah. Really. From some of the things that you've said. Yeah. That is painful. And that is uh hard to live with. But why? Why is it not uh why are you supposed to pretend like like you're just not like you're okay? Like right. like everything is just fine. Right. When I go to the orthodontist I'm supposed to talk in a false voice and and make all kinds of weird faces. Why can't I just be myself? Right. The truth is, I can just be myself. Yeah. Because I am myself. And it's okay to be yourself. Just be yourself. Um, if you are yourself. Is there any selves out there? Yeah. Or is someone a copy, a carbon copy of, of, of 10,000 other fake things? Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. But I know that we're 
we're in, coming into a period of of darkness and that's okay and it should be it should be okay to to have legitimate darkness um and have it be uh talked about but not in a way that's um superficial or stupid yeah or pathologized i think that's one of the things that's happened to it it's become a a medical condition that you need medication and and treatment mm. for and you know which the whole model of that is to try to get rid of you know to get rid of it really mm-hmm. is the goal to get rid of it right you know it's not to transform it and it's not certainly not to experience it fully it's to get rid of it mm-hmm. and you know before you get to that point you're trying to avoid it in any possible way that you can which is why we have constant 24/7 distractions going on in the culture right. it's so easy i mean you can you can avoid your pain you can avoid facing your pain right it's not going to leave you it's going to be in your body in your psyche in your soul in your heart doing all kinds of things fucking up your life mm-hmm. but you can avoid facing it full on if you want to avoid it you can just yes. you know never be alone mm-hmm. work all the time be on your phone when you're not working fill your life with constant distractions consumerism fighting uh drinking whatever whatever you whatever your style is <laughs> right of distraction but it's not going anywhere no it's going to be there for you i mean i think I'm glad that you, it was your idea to talk about this today and I I'm glad that we are because I think there is it's important to show all the sides of of things you know we talked our last episode was about love right and this is also about love you know love love is this as well and maybe the most important thing we can do for someone we love is to help them with their grief by loving them right actually just loving them right what if what if you're the person you love has 20 years or 40 years of pain that they never talked about? What are you going to do when you're just sitting on the couch and you're like, what's wrong? Are you okay? You don't look good. And then they start crying. But then next thing you know, the crying turns into howling. The howling turns into deep, more intense wailing will what will you do how will you be able to uh help and love that person that's screaming and crying in pain uh that's what they that's what they probably need is someone to hold them and not run away uh from from your from the feelings from the emotions um why can't we why can't we experience those those moments and what happens to a whole culture mm. that doesn't experience those moments what what do you do when when your wife dies and people expect you to just keep doing the same shit with no change whatsoever right that that won't work right you're going to create a society where people are on the 
on the verge of of mass suicide or homicide. Right. I mean, you're you're creating a, a whole culture that is fucked. Yeah. I mean, people need to be able to legitimately uh, get rid of their emotions, or maybe not get rid of them, just just uh, openly display them when they when it's time. Yeah. To a loving person, um, but it's it, it's okay. It's okay to do that, mm-hmm. and it should be okay, and. It's also part of what it means to be alive as a human being. Uh, each day is not the best. Each each every second of the day is not the best moment. Some days suck. Some moments suck. Some uh, things that you do in life suck and are, are completely miserable. But you still, for some reason, keep living. So what are you supposed to do? You know, I think you should be able to to experience the things that suck and and still move, be able to move on from them mm-hmm. without insulating yourself from the suckiness of it. Right. Right, and I think there's a difference. I mean, just thinking about all the ways that that darkness gets used and misused, there's a difference, and hopefully people can hear it. We we are not really dark people. No, no. You know, we're not no. full of hate and we're not um angry in that way and we're not um trying to hurt other people and we're not all of no. those things. I think I think that's a I mean, we have been in those states before. Yes. But I think that's something that is a misconception. It's like that the first layer of it of the of the pain is anger and all of that, but mm-hmm. then once you actually let it come through, you end up just feeling this kind of like vulnerability, mm-hmm. you know, like a broken heartedness, which makes you more compassionate, really. Yeah. And I think that's why it's important that we all experience it and, and face it, because without that, we can't love. Right. I mean, how, how, could, how could I help you? How could you help me? If neither one of us had experienced fully the grief that's there, you know, we're not afraid of each other's grief because we've felt our own. Right. You also can't fully feel it until you have someone to help you, to love you. Right. It's just too, I mean, you can do some things by yourself and connect to the universe and feel loved by all the unseen beings and the trees, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you can definitely do that. It's not the same, though, no. when we're in human form. It's not the same as having a human companion to help you. No. Um, I lost my train of thought. It's okay. I mean, I think sometimes, you know, often when we sit down to do the podcast, usually we do some sort of intention setting or prayer before we begin. Yeah. And I think that this is a, a another way for things to come through us to mm-hmm. be expressed. Yeah. So it's really not like coming from a train of thought per se. No. Like I no. don't organize my thinking. No. Sometimes when you're talking, I'll think of something mm-hmm. and then I'll try to remember it, but I don't really try that hard because I want to listen to what you're saying. Right. You know, right. instead of thinking of what I'm going to say. 
right. which is a difference between listening and not listening, <laughs> really. Right. Yeah. What, what, what's wrong with being able to just listen to what people have to say? What, why, why do we have to constantly um, jibber-jabber? Like, why can't we just hear? Hear what, what someone has to say without interjecting our own bullshit. You know, like, who cares what we have to say? Really? I mean, um, there there's another uh, lost thing. Mm. Another thing that's been lost in this culture and this... I mean, th- we have no culture. There is no fucking culture. We live yeah. in a wasteland of bullshit. Yeah. But at one time, possibly in life, uh, there was a way that you could have a conversation where you could talk and then the person would listen to what you have to say and then they would respond um, in a way that it makes sense. Yeah. That is about what you're talking about, not just redirecting every single thing ab- about themselves. Mm-hmm. Like not every conversation is a redirection of your own ego into an ego story. Like that has gotten completely lost. And when we come into this room to, to have a conversation, we're having a conversation from a conversation that we've had uh, all day, every day, you know. I mean, in the night, I woke up and said something about uh, love is... Truth. Is truth. Truth is love. Love is energy. Light. Light is energy. Love is light. I don't know what the fuck that was all about. Yeah. But... um, it's like uh, it's just a conversation. Mm-hmm. It's a conversation of energies that come in into our bodies uh, through the dream state or through just being together. Um, being together sparks up a conversation uh, pretty much all the time. And um, we have to just record it. So we have some sort of record of what the fuck we're doing here on earth at this time in this moment and um it's also something that's been lost that is just conversations that have any semblance of mattering about anything you know like it's getting dark the darkness is coming the winter you know literally the winter's coming mm-hmm. um but also, we live we live in a dark age, you know, like the, the quote on the fridge. We live in a dark age. In this moment, we're living through a dark age. And we have to somehow fucking make it through uh, an age where people are obsessed with materialism, obsessed with coffee, obsessed with um, television, Netflix, uh video games, Instagram, obsessed with anything that you can be obsessed with. And there's no sense whatsoever of anything of, of meaning in any way. Uh, so that that is what we're trying to convey Yeah. Uh, by these conversations is just some semblance of meaning about something in some way. Right. And uh, I don't know. Sometimes it, it might be about darkness. 
Right. Right. And the, the value of that, I mean, it is happening that it's getting darker. Winter is coming. Right. We had hoped that we would be moved out of the Midwest before winter. Yeah. It's not winter yet, but we don't yet have the clear answer to no. exactly how to move uh, our whole family. So it's possible that we'll have to stay here into the beginning of winter. Yeah. So what are we going to do? I mean, winter is a death. That's death. Right. And the fall brings grief. And if you're in a, living in a place that has seasons, has four seasons, that's just a fact that the the time of less light is a time of grief. It's a letting go. It's things falling away. It's a review. It's preparing for death. And then spring will be the rebirth. Right. If you live in the Midwest, death is a long ass time. It's like, you know, yeah, it's like, like six, months, six long. months of death, you know, mm -hmm. can you take it? I mean, a lot of people can't. It, it's no. hard as hell. I mean, we've both struggled with it a lot. Mm -hmm. And um, that's part of the reason why we don't want to live here. Right. But I think that the the function of it, I mean, it, it clearly has a function. Right. It's part of nature. Mm -hmm. It's part of the cycle of nature. Mm -hmm. It's it's part of the cycle of all life that there is death. Right. And so avoiding it is not possible. No. It just isn't. And I think that the result of trying to avoid it is the lack of meaning and the lack of depth and the lack of heart, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't, you just can't develop. The heart is a muscle. It just, it doesn't develop without exercise and training of your emotions. Right. You have to feel a lot of things and difficult things to stretch the muscle and to develop the ability to go through difficult things. Mm -hmm. It's not a, it's not masochism, you know, it's not like a seeking out of that kind of pain just to suffer. That's what I was trying to say in that piece, you know, of like, can you tell the difference between just ego's games Right. Of making you miser miserable, repeating misery, and actual grief and pain that just needs to come to the surface to be healed. Right. You know, I mean, you and I have been on this healing journey, but don't get the wrong idea about what that means. <laughs> if you're listening, you know, yeah, there's a lot of love and light. Right. And there's a lot of crying and pain and and it's like a you think you're you've just gotten through a whole bunch of stuff and you're like oh great you know we, we've healed a whole bunch of stuff mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden another wave hits and you're like oh great a whole other wave a, a, an even deeper level right you know i mean that's that's the being at the bottom you know after you've been pushed over the cliff and you're at the bottom and you're like jesus you know <laughs> I don't know if I'm dead or alive. I don't know where I am. I don't know what I'm doing. How am I going to make it? It's easy to just be like, all right, I give up. Sometimes it's it's easier to um, to learn how to to make it through things if you have experienced something that has is challenging or you didn't give up. Hmm. You know, have you ever been through something that was like actually challenging in your life and instead of giving up you actually push through the moment the the time when you wanted to give up everything in your body was telling you just give up right now 
and and you instead of giving up you actually um push through that moment and, and then you learned you learned what you were made of mm. you learned that you you actually aren't made of 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 glass you're not a snowflake you you actually are quite substantial mm. have you ever even learned or felt have you ever felt or been pushed to the edge of of feeling like you were uh not going to make it but then you did um i recommend that you try it you, you maybe uh pushing yourself to the limit of something will teach you mm. something mm -hmm. that you would not have otherwise have learned if you have never experienced some difficulty in your life uh in all in all the traditions of all any type of uh monastic or um spiritual traditions they often push you to the limit, to the brink of something, either through meditation, uh, not starvation, uh, what, what do you call it? When you don't eat? Fasting. Fasting. Um, all, pretty much every spiritual uh, or religious tradition, like um, Muslims, Jews, Christians, uh, Ramadan. And during the whole month of Ramadan, mm -hmm. Jew or Muslims don't eat during the day. Mm-hmm. And then when the sun goes down, they, they drink water. Like, I don't even think they eat at night. Or if they do, it's like maybe just some bread. Mm -hmm. But that goes on for a whole month. Mm -hmm. You know, When you're pushed physically and mentally to the edge, to the brink of what you think you can handle, and then you don't die, I think you start to learn that you're quite a resilient human being mm -hmm. and that you have maybe more than you thought you did. Mm. And that you you can uh, survive uh, the dark the dark night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that is also part of the Aries Aries North Node. You have an Aries North Node in your chart, but then there's also the the transiting North Node is in Aries right now, mm -hmm. and then that that kind of courage or like extreme risk risk taking extreme sports we talk a lot about that yeah i mean with you with your ultra marathon running also mm -hmm. the, the army right you know these kind of experiences where you're pushing yourself past what most people would consider to be a reasonable limit mm -hmm. because you have a need to find out what you can do ah yeah uh, i think at this time right now on earth you know, we just came out be before uh, the nodes of the moon were in Aries Libra. They were in Scorpio South Node and Taurus North Node. During that period, what, you know, from 2020 until uh, the the tail end of 20 or till the middle of 2022 or whenever the fuck it was. Yeah, um, that was a that was a dark ass fucking time. Yeah, uh, it was at, at that time in in my personal life. Uh, my wife, my, my my late wife was diagnosed with cancer in April of 2020, like one month after the whole, well, whatever you want to call that little thing they had <laughs> invented on earth for a while there. Um, during that time, from then until 2022, March of 2022, was the entire period was cancer, going to die, Maybe you're not going to die. Maybe you'll die. And then she actually did die. Yeah. You know, that's pretty dark. Yeah. And difficult. Yeah. You know, the and that was where the nodes of the moon were at at that yeah. time 
Scorpio South Node and Taurus North Node. During that time, I did not do much transformation. Mm. At that time, I, I pretty much just accepted life for what it was. I did not stop things I was doing. I, I continued in the same pattern I had had in my life. Mm. I kept drinking the same amount, maybe a little bit more. I kept ignoring my emotions. Mm. I kept uh, doing all the things that I knew I shouldn't do. And during that time, uh, she died. Um, but now, uh, after after she passed away, uh, we've the nodes of the moon had cha have changed uh, from into Libra and Aries. During that time, I've had a complete spiritual transformation. Last year on my birthday, or was it this year? No, yeah, it was last year. Last year. Last year, Jupiter and Neptune had a conjunction um, right uh, uh, the day before my birthday. Mm -hmm. And and then uh, that per precipitated for me a mm -hmm. legitimate spiritual awakening where mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, I don't think I can continue on in the way mm -hmm. that I've been living uh, previously. Mm -hmm. And I, I immediately um, stopped doing all the things I had been doing and completely changed my whole way of life. Mm -hmm. I stopped drinking. I completely, just totally changed everything. Mm -hmm. um, but what I'm trying to get at is that right now we're in the Aries at North Node, at Libra South Node for everyone on Earth right now. Mm -hmm. And instead of ignoring um, what you've got going on in your life, maybe you can take what you're getting from life and use it to transform yourself into what you know you could be. Mm -hmm. uh, and since the, the nodes of the moon are in Libra Aries, you can choose at this moment right now, like maybe you're getting a lot of Libra situations in your life might be coming up where it's like, oh, you know, uh, agreeing to do shit you don't want to do, mm -hmm. um, trying to be polite to people, um, going along just to get along, uh, just being uh, political, taking things from a political standpoint of like, uh, I'll just do this because it's it's seemingly right by the standards of society. Mm. Or you could take uh, the Aries approach mm -hmm. and tell the actual truth. <laughs> yeah. You know what, mom? No, I don't yeah. want to go to dinner with you. Yeah. You, you know what? Uh, my oldest friend, I actually don't like you. Actually, the last 15 years, I don't like you at all. You're a prick. You're an alcoholic and you cheat on your wife constantly. Fuck you. I don't want to be your friend no more. Um, you could tell people what you actually think. Yeah. You could be yourself. Um, you could take the nodes of the moon as they are. And 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 the energy is coming anyway. Mm -hmm. The energy is coming down. Mm -hmm. Might as well just take it and go run with it. Right. You know, uh, use that the Aries direct action mm. to to give yourself a dose of the medicine and and see what it does for you. Maybe that darkness, maybe you have a deep, dark secret. I think we talked about this once, mm -hmm. the last episode. Yeah. Do yeah. you have seven deep, dark secrets? <laughs> yeah. Maybe you should reveal every single one of them to someone uh, or scream them out from a window or whatever the fuck you need to do. Uh, but maybe you should take this opportunity that you're being given with all this energy and just actually use it mm -hmm. to transform yourself because you're alive anyway. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, what, what, what's the problem? What, what's the big, 
big deal about about trying to just be alive and and be a person why can't you just transform yourself into what you actually want to be you know i I doubt that you want to work at big five sporting goods (laughs) i highly doubt that you enjoy being a a target team member Mm -hmm. you probably don't like it you probably would love to be a writer a poet a singer a dancer a actor a a juggler a <laughs> aerial showman a, a fireman a firefighter a policeman uh what did you want to be i'm sure you wanted to be something none of which is uh, is what you're doing right now mm-hmm. you could you could do it and right now with this time that we've got you could use that energy to actually do it we've got all the energy out there and uh it's the time. The time to do it is right now in this exact moment. Um, but if you don't do it, that's okay. You know, it's your fucking life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's just, there's so many interesting things with the, with the Libra, the Libra South node. I mean, the South node representing unresolved karma and past issues and, the past really or right. you know the the things that we've outgrown or moving on you know what's happened for me is in the last week or two weeks i've had a whole bunch of people that i haven't talked to in a really long time mm-hmm. contact me right many of whom i don't want to be in contact with anymore right and then have to figure out how to communicate that or how to set those boundaries mm-hmm. and it depends a lot on what's going on in your chart i've got a lot in libra so do you so yeah as the nodes are moving through Aries and Libra, if you've got anything else going on in those signs, mm-hmm. you're going to be added, you know, that the added flavor of whatever planets, whatever house that's happening right. in your chart. Um, so I thought of that. And then I also was just thinking about the Mars energy and Aries and, and, and everything you've been saying. Everybody has Mars in their chart. Right. All the time. Right. Mars is somewhere all the time. Right. Mars is in Libra right now, which is interesting because right. we've got the South Node in Libra mm-hmm. and then Mars, which is connected to Aries, is also in Libra. Right. So it's like all this energy of moving through relationships with fierceness. Right. And honesty and directness and action. Right. Like you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um but but also this thing about like uh the darkness that we were talking about before and how the astrology shows us the different energies that are always existent right but like the particular flavor in your own birth chart of of your how it manifests for you but everybody's got mars mm-hmm. everybody's got pluto right you know everybody's got saturn mm-hmm. those are the more difficult ones Right. Saturn and Mars used to be called the malefics <laughs> right. by traditional astrologers for good reason. I mean, there's good things that come with those energies. There but, could be good things. Yeah. But there are also, there are also difficult things. But, th- but that's a thing. I think that's about this not discriminating so much between good and bad, difficult and easy. Why is it that we think easy is better? 
Right. Well, you and I still, you know, often will catch ourselves. Just right. Like, what do we think? We think things are going to just be easy. Right. Like, we want some kind of easy. We don't have to do anything. Yeah. Like, we would be happy in a in a easy situation. That's right. just not true. No. And we volunteered for this particular path that we're on, and we always joke about how likely if they were calling up volunteers for who wants the most difficult task you and I would have been right at the front of that line. Right. Like, oh, sign me up. I, I can do it. Right. And then we're here going, oh. Oh, man. Oh, that's so difficult. So, why do I have to have <laughs> such a tar- hard time? Life right. is so hard. I would rather just be having a happy, good time. No, right. that, uh, for us, that's not the case. Our our life, for some reason, yeah, probably because we chose it, yeah. is to be some get some hard ass shit yeah and take it use it and transform it right and so that way uh, during our next during our next lifetime yeah uh, we can have a different um experience yeah. or maybe yeah. we won't have to come back to earth yeah next time that, that would, would be, be nice uh, that'd be nice <laughs> yeah. that'd be a nice new interesting experience <laughs> right. <laughs> right yeah and i mean i think we we have to work with the difficult if we want to be fully alive, we want to be fully human. You know, that quote, I don't, I don't have it in front of me, but it's about being awake in a dark age. And the dark age, I mean, I learned it from Tibetan Buddhists talking about this is a dark age. And, and the signs of that are all around us, really. I mean, do you really need an explanation of what that means? Newsflash. We're living in a dark age. <laughs> And one of the one of the signs is that people can't hear truth. Oh, uh, right, right. They can't recognize truth. They mistake the false for the true. Mm-hmm. There's confusion, right, about what's what. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that is definitely one of the things that that's going on. Right. And and Pluto and Scorpio in particular want to get to the heart of the truth. Right. I mean, that's another thing we've wanted to talk about, just Pluto and Scorpio and the, all of that uh, type of energy right. of, of false, false depth. False depth, yes. Um, why, why is it bad to experience a Pluto transit? The, what, the, the, what the best thing or, or the, the most um transformative things are pluto transits i'm not going to get an excellent transformation of my life with a i don't know venus with a venus transit through an easy sign mm-hmm. i'm going to get a serious whole life transformation when i experience pluto in my life uh which is true i mm-hmm. i know i know this for a fact me too i i know this i know this to be true, I don't know this theoretically. Pluto was in Scorpio. Uh, Pluto and I have Pluto and Scorpio in my own personal birth chart, and Pluto um, was in Scorpio, or the nose of the moon, the south node. Yes, was, was in by Scorpio, your Pluto. Was by my Pluto. Yes. The this whole last period. Yes. Uh, and during that time, my late wife died. Right. That that is a transformation. Right. Uh. Obviously, it's rough. It's right. a rough-ass trans- transformation. But what do you think is going to happen in life? 
what do you think will happen to every person who is alive? They're going to die. Sometimes you'll die when you're only 34. Maybe you'll be 84. Is it better to die when you're 84 or 34? I don't know. Mm -hmm. All I know is that I'm alive. I'm still alive. And because I'm still alive, I have to keep on living. Mm -hmm. And I've been given a, a transformation in my life. Uh, and it came uh, in during a Pluto transit. Yeah. And actually, your, your awakening, your spiritual awakening that you were talking about mm -hmm. when Neptune and Jupiter were conjunct in Pisces, mm -hmm. April 2022... Yeah, that was one month after Tony died. Yeah, that was still, the nodes were still Scorpio mm -hmm. Taurus until just this past July. So like the oh, whole right. first year mm -hmm. of the transformation after you had the awakening, right? you were still in that Scorpio Taurus. No, I mean, everybody was. Right. We all were. Right. So it, I think that shows though that, that the Scorpio the high side of, of Scorpio or a Pluto type process is the rebirth as well. Mm -hmm. And right. I think there's this misconception of like, you're going to have rebirth without death. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Somehow you're going to have, that's what I, I was saying in the, in the piece about it's become this buzzword transformation. Right. Right. But if people really had a clear sense of what transformation entails, I don't think it'd be that popular. No, transformation isn't just, putting a dress on if you're a man and, and <laughs> dancing around. That, that is a transformation. There's no doubt about it, but it's not that deep. It's very surface level. You know, that, that is not a, the same as, as a, your, one of your loved one dies and you have to continue on in their absence. It's a little bit different. You know, we, we, with this Pluto and Scorpio um, generation that I'm a part of, we take the man in the dress version of transformation as being deep. You know, that's just not that deep. Men have been dressing up like women for a long fucking time. It's not, it's nothing new. Shakespeare was talking about it in pretty much every fucking play ever wrote. <laughs> it's nothing new and it's not that deep. A transformation that's actually deep is you, you, you about to die or someone you love dies and you have to continue on uh how are you going to do it are you going to be able to do it what will you do C can you can you transform your yourself after that and continue living in a in a way that's positive or or in any kind of way what what will happen i mean that that might be the case for you perhaps um but it's uh, opportunity for a transformation like an actual trans transformation you're tra you're transforming the energy into something that it wasn't before you're not just putting on a dress you're still the same you're still the same you know it, it's just, i mean i suppose it's you superficial know. yeah you know? it, it's superficial. it could be it could be superficial i'm not saying obviously that that that's not that, you know i'm just saying as an example that um material yes the material the, it, yes it, is is can be superficial yes when you when you're just changing material yes reality as opposed yes. to uh, your soul level reality right exactly i i agree with that 100 percent. and i think there are i mean you can't judge someone's transformation from the outside necessarily i mean sometimes you can mm -hmm. i mean sometimes you can just tell right this right. person hasn't changed right right but you know we don't we don't really know because someone could look completely the same from the outside 
at least on the superficial level. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I can't count how many people have told me I look completely different mm-hmm. and I haven't actually changed my appearance at all. Right. I've gotten a couple new tattoos. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I haven't cut my hair. I haven't done anything significant to my physical appearance. Right. And yet somehow people that know me have been saying, I look completely different. And I can see it in photographs too. So it's coming from somewhere. Right. It's not coming from changing my appearance. That's not what I set out to do. Right. It's from the inner <coughs> the inner process of you know, what does it actually mean? What does the word mean? Tra- I think trans means cross, you know, to go across um Yeah. And then form would have to do with the the form of something. Yeah. You know, so I think to me, it it seems to mean a crossing over, you know, some some sort of crossing over. Yeah. Where the form has completely changed inside and out, which is Mm. what happens in death. Right. Which which is why Pluto is like before the planet is like... uh, Hades, the, the yeah, king the god of the underworld. Of the underworld. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. 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 And I think that's, that is the part that's, uh, some people have spoken of it, you know, I, on a, uh, people who are on a deep spiritual path of some sort mm-hmm. do speak of that ego death or a psychological death mm-hmm. that is required. For the change to occur mm-hmm. it can come in the form of an actual death or a near-death experience for you or a loved one mm-hmm. or an actual death of a loved one mm-hmm. or it can be a psychological death of everything you've known everything you thought you were mm-hmm. all of the relationships in your life your uh your whole outer world as well mm-hmm. as your as your inner world Right. But it leaves you, I mean, it is, that's why the Tibetan Book of the Dead was written to provide guidance to people who are in the bardo. The bardo is the between, mm-hmm. between the two worlds. Right. And any kind of transformation puts you into the bardo. Mm-hmm. And in the bardo, you don't know what what's going on. Right. There's all kinds of insane appearances and projections and you don't have a body so you can't do things the way you're used to doing them you are completely unstable like anything you think you just are propelled immediately to that because you have no body right so you have no safety and no security and you don't know how to function right and so if you feel that way (laughs) (laughs) you know that could be a sign that you're you're in some kind of actual bardo right you know and there's so many that i think that's the other thing that's surprising Mm mm-hmm we get across these different things. We're like, all right, we made it. I got out of this marriage and we've started a new life and we're doing all these things differently and we've changed all of these things. And then a whole other deep layer of old emotional baggage and old ways of functioning comes to the surface. Mm-hmm. Then I realize I have to drop all of that as well. Yeah. Now I can't, I, I can't go back to the old way of being separate and being... You know, going back into loneliness, going back into whatever, whatever you would call that. It's not going to work. Right. Now I have to find a new way to relate. That's not that. And it's new. It's new territory. 
You don't know. You don't know what you're doing. It's uncomfortable. I mean, anytime you go towards the North Node, either your own or the one, the transiting one, you know, there's an element of it being unknown. It's not familiar. It's not what we've done. That's what makes it the growth edge. Right. Of, and like you were saying about extreme sports and things like that, there's that growth edge. It's beyond what you know. It's beyond what you believe you're capable of. Right. Right. Yeah. You think you think that you can only run 10 miles, but you find out you could run 50. And then you find out that maybe you can run indefinitely. You know, may, maybe you can do anything. Who knows what you can't what you can't do? Uh, you can probably do just about anything mm. while you're alive mm. uh, if you're given the opportunity. I yeah. think anyone really can, actually. Uh, that's what keeps being shown and proven and, yeah. and, and displayed about the world over and over again is that uh, humans are tough as, tough as hell, really, yeah. truly. Yeah. And, and, and can experience unfathomable, unfathomable depths of misery and still be be good mm-hmm. you know like that one jew you talked about where he he's like came out of a concentration camp mm-hmm. and then like questioned all types of shit about um like the the um the corporation or the corporatization mm-hmm. of uh of of people using the concentration mm. camps as mm. like a, mm. a story to mm. and, and like he, he was being like ostracized mm-hmm for his writings and like mm. uh defamed by like uh mm-hmm. anti-defamation league or yeah, whoever yeah. the fuck yeah, he was yeah, yeah. you know it's like i he had um some serious uh experience of pain and misery in his life makes it through a concentration i camp. think it was his parents oh his that, parents yeah i think i think you're thinking of norman finkelstein yeah you I, talked it, about some guy yeah. he like they hated him they talked so much yeah. shit about him and yeah and, they, and he talked about um what did he call it? It's like the Holocaust industry. Yes, yes, yeah. That's yeah. What I was ta- yeah His that's parents, what, yeah, survived. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that's pretty rough. Still, yeah. I mean, it is. I mean that's nothing to. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, it's pretty close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I've also talked to you about Viktor Frankl, who came out, also survived mm-hmm. camps, and 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 he created this whole therapy of meaning. Mm-hmm. His whole his c- conclusion was that all we really need to survive is meaning. Right. That you can survive anything if you have meaning, if it has meaning to you, mm-hmm. and if you can find meaning in it. Right. Yeah, I, I think people um, have have forgot that people have have um, that that type of way of life has been smashed out, where where it's not known about or or it's not championed anymore. Right. Where, where people are no longer um uh shown to be as resilient as they actually are mm-hmm. you know uh there used to be a whole generation of of uh concentration camp survivors that were outspoken and uh, activists against things that actually mattered mm-hmm. there used to be activists against things uh, that actually mattered at one mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. you know that actually did shit that mm-hmm. actually cared there yeah. used to be some there used to be journalism what yeah that actually was against things yeah and and actually had exposés against things that mm-hmm. actually were true and mattered mm-hmm. and uh that is no longer the case but mm-hmm. but it doesn't um detract from the fact that humans are actually extremely resilient 
and and have the ability to transform the most darkest depths mm. of, of misery mm. into something that actually has a meaning for others. And uh, we've we've been able to take take those things that mm-hmm. were 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 given to us from others mm-hmm. and use them in our own lives. Yeah. And I think that it is possible to take those things and, and continue to use them in your own your own life. Uh, whoever it is, if you're listening, you, you could take whatever the hell we're saying and and use it as a backdrop to your own, you know, your own life. If you if you wanted to, if you wanted to. Yeah, you could you could look at our misery that we've experienced and 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 say, well, they're alive. Maybe I can live too. Maybe I can get myself out of this hell I'm in myself, uh, because my my wife didn't die, mm-hmm. uh, so shit, you know, maybe it's possible. Right. Um, I'm telling you right now, it is. It is possible for every everyone. It it is possible for every single person to transform uh, whatever you claim you you think is the worst, most terrible misery, um, because. As long as you keep breathing, you keep making it, regardless. And and uh, the sun keeps popping out every single day, so um, it is it is possible, and it is um, something to be. Uh, it is something, you know. Yeah. It should be something that that could be. Um, that matters. That mm-hmm. should matter, and and be on display for someone to see uh, as something that that means something (laughs) yeah thank you that's beautiful you're so good at giving the encouraging warrior pep talks (laughs) i need them a lot (laughs) you're constantly giving them to me as well but i i think that is that is true because there's a lot of display. I mean, you can see certain kinds of activities e- easier than others. Mm-hmm. You know, if you you ran all those ultra marathons, that's yeah. it's easy to see. Mm-hmm. You did that. It's yeah. visible. It's mm-hmm. physical. It, it's not like it gets that much attention, but it, 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 it there's some, yeah, it's some <laughs> maybe yeah. some the, people who climb mountains, people who do all these kinds of feats of strength and endurance and survival. Th- those things are admirable mm-hmm. and and inspiring you know when i yeah. when i met you and i told you i had gone through this dark winter yeah that the dark winter i watched documentary after documentary of mountain climbers yeah because it was just inspiring to me at the time that i needed reminders of what we can actually do mm-hmm. and survive but i think the kind of surviving and the kind of being alive that we are are doing and and sharing or trying to share is harder to show mm-hmm. it, it doesn't show as clearly no and so that's what we're trying to convey through writing and speaking and and sharing is we are doing we're doing the mountain climb internally we're doing the the ultra marathon of grief and emotional resiliency and opening your heart after going through a lot of pain and learning to just be in a state of love after living in a state of misery. That's what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And we want other people to know that it can be done. And the only way to share it is through words, really, at this point. 
Right. I mean, I think people that are around us can feel it or see it to some extent, but yeah, it, it's, it's hopefully is helpful to hear for others. Yeah, I think it is. And I think, um, you know, it's not, it's not, uh, as bad as you think it is. Mm. I think that's the thing that, yeah. that people don't realize. Yeah. I, I used to think that as well. Like, man, this is rough. I don't think I'm going to make it through this. Though. Right. I, don't, I really just don't know how I will make it. Yeah. Uh, but it, you do make it. Yeah. And it is possible to make it no matter how rough it seems in that moment. Um, you still, you'll, you're going to make it. I, I guarantee that you will. Um, you just might not be the same. Mm. Or uh, you might not be able to be the same mm -hmm. as you were yeah. while you were making it through. Yeah. Um, which is okay. That that's that that's admirable. Can you make it through the thing, and and come away uh, stronger than mm -hmm. you were, or e at least alive? Yeah. You know that that's uh, that's something, you know, and and that that's something to be admired, and uh, I think that you, I think you can. All right. Well, uh, thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, I was going to read a poem. Um, I'm not sure which one. I, I thought of this one, but now I feel like another one is popping out. I don't think I read this one, um, but I'm going to read it now. It's called My Ghost. My drunken ghost talked to me. He was ten beers in. He was armed. He was deeply hurting. He could barely speak. He slurred his speech. He looked not like me. He was bloated. He was caring for many animals. He cleared his weapon. He reholstered his Glock. He spoke in ways of pain. He rambled on for three minutes. He dreamed of Mexican sniper operations. He spoke of punk bands. He displayed his tattoos. He was me at one time, supposedly. My drunken ghost drinks hams in Wisconsin. He cares for many animals. He passed on Jupiter-Neptune. Opportunities always come, even for drunken ghosts who drink hams in Wisconsin. Thank you. Soha. Soha.